Freestyle Travel. Hey, everybody. This is the Freestyle Travel Show. I'm your host, Kenny Flannery. And this episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, finding flights, finding cheap flights, specifically the way that I like to do it. And I'll tell you some of my techniques and the sites that I use. Uh, a little bit different than people trying to find like little round trip vacation one week flights waiting out. I feel like that's a totally different strategy uh, than what I'm doing, which is mostly one way flights and mostly flying out of necessity to get over huge bodies of water like oceans and whatnot. So I'll get into all those those little tips and uh, I hope down the road I get to do some more shows with other people who have other tips and you know, maybe we'll do a second version of this and expand on it. That would definitely be cool. Everyone's travel style is a little bit different. Uh, Yeah, so I'll get to that. This podcast doesn't have any sponsors per se, just plugs. There's a couple ways you can support the show. Um, There's a couple ways you can just entertain yourself. In general, uh, hobolifestyle.com is the blog that I've had, the website that I've had for, yeah, since I started traveling for over 10 years and you can go there and check out my stories obviously but I also have a gear page specifically where I suggest stuff that I use I like I used to use I wish I could use that kind of thing and it's all linked into Amazon so if you click through and actually uh, buy something I suggest or even I think if you even buy just anything on Amazon I get a percentage of it. it doesn't cost you anything extra but it's uh yeah it's one of the only ways that I'm monetizing this whole thing uh, also, coincidentally, anyone, I'll talk about this more after flights and everything else. Um, there's more bivy packs in stock. They're ready. Now you can go on freestyletravelgear.com right now. This is October 26, 2018. And I don't think they're going to last too long. I only have a, a several <laughs> that are done, but they are ready and it's going to be a while until there's more ready. So you can order one now if you're hearing this quickly and i'll i'll talk more about that at the end but let's uh let's go for it let's jump right into some advice for flights for people traveling constantly all right flights it's a it's a big thing It'd be a one of the biggest if not the biggest expense for some people that are traveling indefinitely uh, it depends, you know, or it can be pretty cheap. That's what I try to do. So obviously I try to hitchhike when I'm on land, uh, as far as I need to go. Basically, <laughs> uh, usually the only time that I fly is to get over oceans or to get over countries that have visa complications. And obviously maybe not obvious to some, uh, you can hitchhike on boats as well. I have not done a ton of that. I've kind of dipped my toe into that world, but I'd love to do an episode with um, one or two people that have done a ton of it, so that'll be for a later date, but in general, uh, a lot of people, you you know, you got to fly once in a while, so my strategy is, and what this episode will focus on, is, uh, I said, people, like freestyle travelers, people traveling indefinitely, permanently, basically uh, one way, wide open stuff. Uh, this, this is not for people who have a two week vacation every year and they know it's going to be, uh, December, whatever, to whatever date. 
there's different different strategies for those kind of people for finding cheap flights. Uh, some I'm jealous of, you know, <laughs> like if you live in one place, I think one of the cooler things you can do is there's certain sites that'll let you sign up for like alerts for random cheap flights. So, I mean, maybe this would work for someone with like a, a strict job or something, but if you had a flexible job, but still lived in one place and you get this, a random email, like next week flight from wherever you live to uh, Fiji for like 80 bucks or something. Like, Oh shit. I'll jump on that. Obviously a tool like that is awesome, but not very useful for someone like myself who doesn't live anywhere. doesn't know exactly where I'm going to be whatnot. So it's like, what city would I subscribe to to get alerts? So there are awesome tips like that. There's credit card miles and flight frequent flyer stuff that you can get. I also don't, mess with that too much because i'm just usually looking for the cheapest flight i don't care about having a diamond status to be in a lounge i mean i've been in those lounges before it's pretty freaking cool with friends who've had access but i just i just want to get to wherever i'm going you can cram me in wherever i'll go in with the luggage i don't care i just want to get to that land mass uh for as cheap as possible uh, which brings me to my main strategy and the first and first site that I use and the site that I use the most when looking for flights, which is skyscanner.com. And the reason that I like this site the most, and maybe there's some more sites starting to catch on. I'll talk about Google flights here in a bit too, because that's my number two use. And I kind of cross-reference these back and forth, but my favorite feature of skyscanner is being able to search country to country flights. To me, this is the, biggest thing besides flexible dates as well those two things combined this is where the magic is this is where you can find the cheapest flights and get there uh, so let me give you a good example i might want to see a friend in spain and i'm in the united states where am i right now i'm in mississippi at the <laughs> to think about that i'm here in mississippi at the moment uh but I don't care. I'll hitchhike to wherever. So I'll hitchhike to LA if the cheapest flight's from there. I'll hitchhike to New York if the cheapest, fl cheapest flight to get to Spain is from there. But also, like, I don't care if I land in Spain. Like, throw me anywhere on that landmass and I can hitchhike to Spain in less than a week. Probably in a couple days. So, I mean, I really don't care where the flight's from. It doesn't have to be from Mississippi to Alicante or wherever. It can just be throw me in Germany and I'll get down to Spain and I'll get up to New York. So that's what I like about Skyscanner. You can search from United States to Spain. Uh, I wish you could search all Europe. It doesn't do that. I'll get into how Google does that a little bit, not as well, but even the country to country thing is huge. And it's, it's nice that the United States is so freaking big and only counts as one country. Uh, that's why I wish it's like Europe's the same size. Just those coders got to get on it. But it's huge because not only can you do that, but you can do the whole month of November, for example. So what I'll do is, uh, like I said, it doesn't do all of Europe obnoxiously. I'm going to take a sip of beer while I think about that. But it's still very valuable. So uh, having kind of an open schedule, <laughs> so to speak, I'll just search the whole month of November and then I'll search United States to Spain and I'll see what's what it's, it'll. So it'll say like, all right, New York to Barcelona on November 17th. I'm making this up. 
but it, it's, it's like that will be like $173. It'd probably be a little less than that, but uh, yeah, about that. Uh, I'll be like, all right, cool. And then I'll do, all right, United States to Portugal in all of December. And it'll say on such and such date, this airport to there, this airport is this much. It'll show you like a little calendar view first. That's the first thing it shows you with the, all the dates on there showing you the cheapest. And it's important to note that the dates on the calendar are not 100% accurate. You might click and it'll be like, all right, this day is in going to be the cheapest it's 142 dollars and then you click through and it ends up being 137 or 178 or even way more or something but it'll give you an idea like this is for whatever reason airlines are freaking crazy like i mean if you think about it it should be the same always a flight from one place to one place should always be the exact same price but no there's all these other factors popularity and when flights are selling out or when they're doing promotions or whatever i've flown i've flown from europe to the united states before where i didn't really care again where to where and the cheapest flight's been from like denmark to los angeles which makes no sense fuel wise obviously the cheapest flight should be to new york wherever it's coming from and it shouldn't be denmark it should be like belgium or london or spain or something but anyways flights are crazy that's why i'm you know talking about this um so I'll search several countries. Like I said, this would be a lot easier if they would make it all of Europe. But what you can do, and what I will cross-reference, at this point I sort of know some of the countries that are usually cheaper from different land masses. So coming to and from the United States and Europe, uh, UK is usually the cheapest. And you got to keep in mind, you got to hitchhike over the channel if you're getting to the rest of Europe. Um, also, Germany can be cheap. Uh, France can be cheap, Spain. Uh, those are usually the ones I'll search first, uh, as far as Europe to US flights. And then uh, there's also cheap flights within Europe with like Ryanair and stuff too that you can look at. I'm taking a sip of beer. Delicious. Mississippi's got some good beer. Not, not a lot, but a little bit. Um, yeah, so that's my main my main strategy. And then with Google Flights, what you can do, and Kayak has this as well. Kayak had this before Google Flights is a map view. And they do limit you, I believe, to uh, punch in your one origin airport. So you can say, all right, I'm in New York. Let's punch in JFK or just New York in general. And then on the map, you can scroll around Europe and all at once on the map, it'll show you little bubbles with price tags, like how, and you can limit your search to November as well, which is great the whole month or a specific day. Obviously you can say November 5th, but for the way I travel, I'll do all of November and that'll at least show you all of Europe. And then you can kind of see little trends. You can be like, huh, why are flights or for whatever reason flights into norway which actually is true too for whatever reason flights to norway and sweden coming from the u.s are also cheaper than a lot of other places you're like oh okay okay let me go back to skyscanner and do u.s to norway and see what they say because the prices they're basically searching the same airlines all these freaking sites kayak and all of them but the data is just like i don't know it's so squirrely I get it. I've played with the data before, like from a programmer's point of view, 
and it's just changing all the time and I get it and I don't get it. I feel like they should be doing a better job, but it's changing a lot. So it's not always totally up to date. That's why you got to go back and forth with the sites and sometimes the calendar views and all that is not going to be what the final price is, but it does give you a great idea. So my point is that you go on Google maps or not Google maps, but Google flights with the map and you can be like, ah, flights to Norway. That'll get me on the continent. I can hitchhike down from there, whatever. Never even thought of going to Norway. That'll be great. Um, do that. And then I'll get to Holland or Spain or wherever it is. So I've, you know, got a thing going on. Got a friend purposely trying to see, go to Norway first. But yeah, so you see that on Google flights and then go back to Skyscanner and be like, all right, United States to Norway. And it'll be like, all right, Boston to uh, Oslo in November 27th. That's the cheapest day in November from anywhere in the United States, anywhere in Norway. And then you're cruising. Um, so yeah, that is my main philosophy as far as how I find flights and that philosophy hinging a lot on the fact that I'm very flexible time-wise and I'm very flexible location-wise. I'm really just trying to get to the landmass for the most part as cheaply as I can. So, because I'm going to hitchhike, I'm going to do other things once I get on land. It's going to be easier. Uh, so that's what makes it easier and more flexible. And that's the best strategy I've found for that. Um, secondary piece of advice. When you do find these cheap flights, look at the layovers. So the first time this ever even crossed my mind, I was flying from Los Angeles to New Zealand. I found what I thought was a pretty good deal something like 600 and change from LA to New Zealand it was like you know I used the exact strategy I just told you about and that was the flight so I, I got on it and I sat next to this girl who is going to be an au pair in New Zealand and our flight s stopped in Fiji it was like 12 hours or something from LA to Fiji and then however longer there for to get to New Zealand uh, so I was in Fiji for two hours basically just walked off the plane um, felt the humidity, looked around, got into the airport, sat around, got back on and flew to New Zealand. But this girl, her objective was to get to New Zealand as well, but she realized that it was going to stop in Fiji no matter what. So she ended up uh, just hanging out in Fiji for a couple weeks. So she basically booked a flight to Fiji and then a flight from Fiji to New Zealand. And I think it came out to about the same price. And it was genius. So that stuck with me ever since then. So now what I'll do is I'll I'll do what I told you. I'll find out what the cheapest airport is, so whatever the cheapest airport, whatever the cheapest day is. But then I'll look and I'll be like, all right, does this have any layovers? Does it stop anywhere? And then I'll start looking for individual flights. So great example as far as going back and forth between the United States and Europe is Wow Airlines stops in Iceland. So you if you you do this trick and you say United States to uh, Ireland, uh, you're going to see some flights that are like 90 bucks. And then you look at them and there's a layover in Iceland. You're like, whoa, okay. So what you can do is you can just hop on that flight and be in Dublin in 
drink some Guinness and have a good time. But uh, you can also be like, all right, how much is it just to fly to Iceland? And then a week later, how much is it to fly from Iceland to Dublin? So maybe it's a hundred bucks, but maybe hundred bucks to fly to Dublin, I'm saying from New York, but it could be like 70 bucks to fly to Iceland and then 20 or 30 bucks to fly to Dublin a week later. So about the same price or maybe cheaper, maybe $10 more, but to hang out in Iceland for a day or a week or a month, whatever you want. So again, a lot of this hinges on flexibility and whatnot, but that's, that's huge. It's like, why hang out in an airport for two hours when you can like go explore a whole new place that maybe you haven't even been to for much longer for the same price or, or cheaper. So just saying it's a good move. Uh, a little side note, uh, for those of you who've never heard of skip lagging, I don't, I just thought of this cause it's kind of in the same vein of layovers. The concept of skip lagging is, um, as I was saying earlier, sometimes the cost of flights are just nonsensical. It's like, what the, why is this cheaper than that flight? Uh, sometimes let's use the same example. Um, that as far as New York to Dublin with a layover in Iceland, uh, Maybe Iceland's where you want to go. For some reason, sometimes flights will be cheaper to go to Dublin with a layover in Iceland than it would be to buy a flight from New York directly to Iceland. Not really the case in this example, but in some places, like especially in the United States, that is true. So anyways, this concept of skip lagging is the concept of getting a flight to Dublin, but you actually get off in Iceland because it was cheaper to get that flight for whatever reason. And obviously you can only do this if you're not checking a bag uh, else your flight will keep on going on to Dublin. Anyways, I'm not going to get too much into that because I've never used that piece of advice, but I know a lot of people who have, and there's websites dedicated to it, but the concept is called skip lagging. So one more thing to look into. I definitely want to do a, a follow-up episode to this because there's so many different ways and methodologies of travelers from vacation travelers to freestyle travelers and definite people uh people who are you know they'll camp out in the city for a few months or six months or even a year or teach english or something and i don't know everyone's got different rhythms so there's different really specific and niche travel sites and techniques so it'd be cool to explore some more besides just uh, my own experience and the direct experience uh relaying from others i've met so yeah i'll get definitely a follow-up episode It'd be kind of cool but yeah so google hold on i'll take a sip of beer or i get into more google flight stuff i do like google flights just because i like google all around uh, and they actually do let you um have wider swaths so you can search from one place to eastern europe it still doesn't let you do all of well it kind of lets you do all of europe with the map view but they, then they limit you to the origin but i do like being able to search a little bit more broadly it's kind of nice um uh as far as some kind of specific trends that i've noticed so that's the main chunk is what I've said my piece, really. That is my philosophy. Uh, just be flexible and use those techniques. But some of the trends that I've noticed that may be helpful, 
um, for some of the places that I've been to are if you want to fly from the United States to South America, you're quickly going to find out that a lot of those flights are via Spirit Airlines coming out of Fort Lauderdale, Miami kind of area. So they'll have flights from, yeah, Fort Lauderdale to Columbia, sometimes as cheap as like $80, 90 always less than 200 generally, if you're a little bit flexible. And sometimes, I've, I've seen flights from Fort Lauderdale to Lima, Peru, as low as about $110 before. Never really seen them over 300 They'll be over 300 but like on any given week, it seems like you can find like a $250 flight, which is actually a lot more than they used to be. Um, I think it's just a time of year kind of thing, but you can still find like $150 flights, which is pretty good damn deal, especially when you consider people flying just around the U.S. Like, I don't fly within the U.S. too often because you can just hitchhike. It's got to be a special uh, circumstance. But, man, but New York to L.A., I'm, I guarantee there's people every day spending like $400 on like flights. It must be crazy. Crazy. $400. You better put me on the other side of the damn world. $400. <laughs> like, if you spend $400 to go to Europe, that's because you are being real picky. Like, your timeline is very narrow, and where you can fly out of is very specific. Because if you're even a little bit flexible as far as, like, being able to hitch or drive or whatever, get to another airport... There's always flights under $200. Like $200 is too much for me. I would not pay $200 to go to Europe from anywhere in the United States. That's not going to happen. Not when you can fly from Boston to Dublin for 80 bucks sometimes. Um, yeah, that's $200 is max. So that's, that's one thing I've noticed. Also, uh, one kind of annoying thing about the whole Skyscanner searching from the U.S. to other countries, it works pretty well. When you're looking at Europe and South America, but when you start looking at uh, parts of Asia, Hawaii just floats to the top, obviously. So you just got to scroll down a little more, poke around, because yeah, if you're trying to fly to Australia, yeah, it's gonna the cheapest flight from the U.S. Technically, is gonna be like Honolulu to Sydney or Melbourne. So you're like, all right, I get it, uh -huh. but <laughs> show me, show me what's coming out of L.A. or Vegas. It's more accessible. But, but then I'll see you look at that. You're like, all right, well, maybe it's $700 to get from L.A. to New Zealand, but maybe it's $90 to go from Vegas to Hawaii and then $300 to go from Hawaii to uh, New Zealand. So it's like much cheaper and you get to fool around in Hawaii for a little bit in between. That's what I did the last time I went to Australia. It's cheaper to kick around in Hawaii for a little bit. So that's definitely a uh, solid strategy uh, i do wish another flight site would emerge with uh, some of these features kind of baked in and maybe they will i guess they're they're getting better bit by bit but yeah that is i guess that's i guess that's all i gotta really say for now like i said i do want to i do want to dig in with some other people who may uh think about things a little bit differently um yeah like i said it's just everyone's a little bit different 
but I'll, I'll try to f- keep the focus on people that are traveling a little bit more indefinitely the whole round trip ticket thing uh, another couple things i just thought of let's mention um one little trick which i haven't had to use but is an easy one to use is some countries that you fly to uh they'll it, they'll want to know that you're getting out of there so i've had it happen when I, I land somewhere in europe and they're like all right how long are you staying and do you have a flight out of here because you know parts of europe you can only stay for like if you have a u.s passport anyway like 90 days in the schengen area and this applies to anyone living anywhere with any passport but the trick is what you can do if you don't want to commit to some uh return ticket right before you get on the plane buy a return if you have the funds to do it um buy a return ticket an arbitrary return ticket just buy it so say you're flying from say say you live in europe you you live in germany you have a german passport and you're flying to the u.s uh fly there and then buy this ticket coming back and then when you land you can show them that ticket and then as soon as you show them the ticket and you get through security and all this, all that stuff, cancel it. Like most airlines won't let you cancel the ticket unless you like spent the extra money, but most will let you cancel it within the first 24 hours just because so many people have fat fingers or screw things up. So within the first 24 hours, a lot of airlines will let you cancel no matter what just because it's the internet and people screw up. So... <laughs> They will give you a pass on that. So anyways, that's just a little, little travel hack that you may or may not use. Um, skip it through if you need to. So yeah, that is the, uh, that's the bulk of it. Um, there's obviously a ton of other travel sites, and I'd, I'd love to hear in comments uh, whether you comment on Facebook or SoundCloud or just contact me directly. Any advice that you have that's uh, relevant to this form of travel, or even just general tips for people flying, that'd be cool. And uh, I will do a follow-up episode, hopefully with someone else with a slightly different perspective, and I'll try to also include as many of the uh, the tips you guys share. And also, obviously, if they're in the comments, you can just look at the comments and see what people are saying. So, hope that was helpful to y'all. That's the way I get around the world for uh, fairly cheap. And, uh, yeah, happy, happy days. Good times, y'all. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, that's what I have to say about flights. It's been fresh in my mind and some stuff. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I've been looking into. But, uh, right, right now, like I said, I'm in Mississippi. I think that, yeah, the last episode I, I recorded here as well. I got, I got here to work on some bivy pack stuff so for those of you who don't know what the bivy pack is it's a backpack i designed that turns into a, a bivy pack which is a little shelter it's like a two-in-one really lightweight way to travel or hike and i did a kickstarter i've done a couple kickstarters for it once a couple years ago or so and once uh pretty recently and had a bunch of materials left over here in mississippi enough to make some more and since i've been on the road uh had some new ideas for a different design. So anyways, I came back here just to uh, kind of build this new prototype that I'm going to trip around with for a while and see how it works. And also uh, make a bunch of the, yeah, the, the baby packs, the, the last one I designed. So more people can get them. So 
kind of announcing this here, I guess. Uh, if you if you do want one, I think they're gonna sell out quick because I didn't, I didn't make that many. They they take a long time to <laughs> to do to make uh, to make them well. Uh, so there's some available now. I'm gonna start shipping them out on Monday. Today's it's October, so October 29th, that Monday. This I'm gonna start shipping them out. So if you want one, I suggest ordering one as soon as you hear this. If, uh, freestyletravelgear.com and depending on when you listen to this, they might not be available and it's going to be a while until I make some more. But there you go. If you want one, hopefully you can grab one. Good luck. Uh, so that's what I've been doing here and now I'm definitely ready to get moving again. I'm going to head west from here. Um... Yeah, I've been just kicking around here in New Orleans pretty much. Having some fun, doing a lot of sewing, being creative with uh, gear making, just making other stuff too. But that's why the, the flights were fresh in my head is because Africa and South America in particular have just been calling my name. I'm a gigantic freaking continents. <laughs> it's not very specific, but both these large areas have been calling my name. And I was looking at flights all over country to country like I've been talking about and I thought it'd be my original thought was all right maybe I'll go down to South America and kick it for a month or a year or whatever and then fly from there to Africa um and you know whether I would fly from Fort Lauderdale to Peru which is kind of the, the cheapest flight way to get down there to hitchhike down through Mexico Central America is another idea there's a little snag in Panama and Colombia that Darien Gap it's hard to cross on foot. There's no road, so you kind of got to fly. And it's actually cheaper to fly from Florida, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, what about doing the opposite? What if I were to go to Africa first, kick around all the spots that call my name, and I discover when I'm down there, and then go from there to South America? And I looked at flights back and forth, and flights, for whatever reason, are significantly cheaper going that direction to fly from Africa to South America like more than a hundred dollars cheaper in general and most of those cheap is flights that i saw for those who care are tend to be from south africa to brazil uh so yeah that is a, a def, not a definitive thing that i'll do but that's that's what's looking right and also flights from united states to africa i looked at obviously but then I looked at flights from the United States to Europe, which tend to be pretty cheap, around 100 bucks, less than 200 always. And then flights from Europe to Africa, and that's cheaper by quite a bit too. So it's like, instead of flying directly to Kenya or to South Africa or Tanzania, and it'd be more like fly to Europe, hang out, catch up with a bunch of friends over there, spend a week or a month or a couple months, whatever, and then slow roll it to Cairo or uh, Ryanair is really cheap in Europe generally. I'm talking like $8 flights sometimes, (laughs) $20, $30 flights. uh, So you can like I think you fly from like Italy to Israel for like 25 bucks, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, the idea would be, yeah, go to Europe, screw around, maybe mess around in uh, North Africa and then yeah, make my way to the South 
of Africa, country by country, bit by bit, whatever seems cool. Visa prices seem a little, man, a lot of those countries are like, South Africa is free to go to, but some of, some of those other countries like 50 or 100 bucks. So, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking about, and that's what got me thinking about flights. So, that's what kind of prompted the episode. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the, the little insight that I have on that. I said I love to hitchhike, so most of my flights are purely just to get over the annoying parts like oceans. Uh, so, yeah, I'll do another follow-up. But uh, next episode, I will be, I don't know. I don't know where I'll be. Texas, Arizona, California, Missouri, Colorado, Wyoming. Probably be somewhere in the U.S., probably west of the Mississippi. But we'll see. We will see. All right, you guys. Love y'all. Till the next time. Yeah. I will see you down the road. All my shit straight, I'll get my big brain.